You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Friday, January the 7th of 2022. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. Happy Friday, everybody. Congratulations. You made it to Friday. This is an audio-only edition of the podcast, so apologies for that, but we'll be sure to get back on video whenever I have my equipment ready and set up at a location next week, but audio-only today. Today we'll be talking about the shortstop position, because the shortstop position to me is an intriguing one, because you have a lot of different, or at least a handful of options and a handful of directions that you could go, and enough that it It's a cause for discussion and a cause for debate among many Cardinal fans. I know many Cardinal fans have their opinion on what they believe should happen because you have an interesting situation at the shortstop position. You have Paul DeYoung, who was signed to a contract all the way back, um, or his contract expires, excuse me, not until 2023. So you got him under contract for two years. And it's a substantial amount of contract because you're going to pay him $6 million this year. You're going to pay him $9 million the next year, and then you got two optional years in 2024 and 2025. In 2024, it's a $2 million buyout. You'll save yourself $12.5 million. And in 2025, it's a $1 million buyout, and you'll save yourself $15 million. That's all according to Spot spot track. Uh, but we'll get into the contract stuff later. But he was signed to a, a long-term deal for a cheap amount of money because he had a good, good season. His first couple seasons of the major leagues were productive ones. He came in second in the Rookie of the Year in 2017 at 285, 25 home runs. That's pretty solid. The next year in 2018, 241, not bad, 433 slugging. Still at 19 home runs. All right, you got a sophomore slump in there, but that, that, that that's okay. That's not terrible. 2019, 233, the batting average, 318 on base, 444 slugging. That's a 762 OPS, a 99 OPS plus. But he had 30 home runs. He had, you know, not, not many people can say they have 30 home run campaigns uh, at the major league level, especially at the shortstop position. In 2020, 250 the batting average is on base, 322, pretty solid. But he only slugged at a 349 clip for an OPS of 671. That 322 on base percentage is the second highest single season mark of his career. 325 in 2017 was higher than that, and then going down in order of highest on base percentages, 318 in 2019, 313 in 2018, and 284. That's right, 284 in 2021. So he did not do a whole lot of success, did not have a whole lot of success in 2021. And he was a little bit of injury, a little bit of an injury bug, but when you have an on base of 284, batting average of 197, and a slugging of 390, it's not going to lead to a lot of success. He was an All-Star as recently as 2019, only Cardinal selection in the 2019 All-Star game. So the interesting part there is that you have this guy that had a productive first couple of seasons, because if you average out his first, even his first three seasons, we'll say, first three seasons, on average, he was hitting 25 home runs, 27 doubles. He was hitting 251, slugged 467, an OPS of 785. That's pretty solid. You know, nothing to write home about, but pretty solid for the most part. But then you look at his last two seasons combined, albeit a short in 2020 and an injury riddle 2021, but he's only hit 22 home runs across those two seasons. So really, you look at it, he played 158 games over the last two seasons. So again, this is a flawed, somewhat of a flawed 
comparison. I understand that because you have, it was COVID, it was injuries, time off, different swings. I understand all that. But over the last two seasons, over a season's worth of games and at-bats, 508 at-bats, 158 games for Paul DeYoung, 213 the batting average, 295 the on-base, 378 the slugging, 673 the OPS, 86 OPS plus, 22 home runs, 70 runs driven in, 16 doubles, 153 strikeouts. Strikeouts aren't terrible. Strikeouts are a lot better than um, than what they were in the past. Uh, struck out 103 times this year, 113 games. He has had a season of 149 strikeouts back in 2019. So Paul DeYoung is just so interesting because you don't really know what type of Paul DeYoung you're going to get. Are you going to get a Paul DeYoung against the New York Mets that seems to hit the ball out of the ballpark with ferocity? Or are you going to get somebody more like in 2021 when he yeah, ran into a couple but really wasn't a legitimate threat? And I'll talk about the contract coming up in a little bit, but I think what, what really helped and saved the Cardinals' shortstop position in 2021, you know, somewhat obviously, was Edmundo Sosa. Because Edmundo Sosa comes in in 2018 and 2019 as a total of 11 games at the major league level. 11 games, 13 plate appearances, 10 at-bats. He's 2 for 10. He stole a bag, walked twice, struck out three times. That's his major league experience heading in 2021. That's it. Didn't play in the majors in 2020. Very limited time at the beginning of this season. But then you look at his total season's work in 2021. It's very solid. He came in for an injured Paul DeYoung and an underperforming Paul DeYoung and really, really stepped up. Had a 271 batting average, 346 on base, 389 slugging, so a 735 OPS. So what Paul DeYoung lacked in on base... Edmundo Sosa lacks in slugging because the OPS of 735 for Edmundo Sosa is compared to 674 for Paul DeYoung. The, the differences in on-base and slugging is, is greater, but what I'm saying is Paul DeYoung still has more power than Edmundo Sosa. We'll get into that more comparison in, in, in a little bit, but Edmundo Sosa really was top, top-notch. He stole four bags. He was 4 for 4 there, 17 walks. That led to the good on-base percentage. Got hit 17 times. In 2021, that was unbelievable. You could call that a skill. You could call that luck. I call it a little bit of both. You throw in six home runs, four triples, eight doubles, 288 at-bats, 113 games for Sosa, 113 games for Paul DeYoung. I I consider that pretty impressive. Now, Paul DeYoung, or Edmundo Sosa, did not play only shortstop, obviously. Um, He also played a little bit of, of third, short, and pinch hitter a couple times, but he had 11 games at third, uh, 62 games, or seven games at third, 22 games at second. He had uh, 62 plate appearances as a second baseman, 11 as a third baseman. So sprinkled around a little bit. So 68 of his 113 games played at the shortstop position. And this is a weird breakup because there's really no rhyme or reason to this. But as a shortstop, Edmundo Sosa hit 298, had an on-base of 378, a slugging of 433, and an 811 OPS. Five of his six home runs came as a shortstop. 25 of his 27 runs driven came as a shortstop. And his total OPS plus of 121 was the highest in any position. So maybe if you play Paul or Mundo Sosa full-time at the shortstop position, maybe he does turn into a little bit of a, of a better Paul DeYoung. So Mundo Sosa really came in, and Mike Schultz talked about it a lot, of just being a baseball guy. Plain and simple, a baseball guy. And... That, that, that can be considered a cliche, and it can be kind of, whoa, what does that even really mean? And I understand that. But Amundo Sosa just came in and played the game the right way. 
He was a hustler. Not to say that Paul DeYoung didn't, but Emmanuel Sosa hustled on the baseball field. He made a couple of really smart defensive plays throughout the course of the season. The one that sticks out to me was starting a double play against Chicago in extra innings um, with, with uh, T.J. McFarlane on the mound in Chicago. Uh, one in St. Louis as well. There are a couple of plays that Sosa was in the middle of, especially the one in St. Louis. Uh, j- just really smart baseball instincts. So to me, to me that that's what Emmanuel Sosa brings to the table, and he was really really solid. Coming in as as Paul DeYoung's replacement, for lack of a better phrase. The numbers speak for that. I don't know what this offense would have looked like without Edmundo Sosa. Yeah, you're not going to get 20, 25 home runs. You might get 10 to 15 home runs over the course of a season. But I think Edmundo Sosa is an interesting option and an intriguing option. And yeah, I've talked about Trevor's story a lot this offseason. But that doesn't mean I'm trying to dismiss what Edmundo Sosa has done. It doesn't. Because Mundo Sosa had a solid, solid 2021 season. Especially, you look at his second half numbers when he was able to get a little bit more playing time. His numbers went up when he when he got more playing time. I think that that happened. That's true with anybody. His best month, best month, excuse me, was the month of August when he hit 364, had an on base of 453, and slugged 618. Had two home runs, three triples, and two doubles that month. That's a pretty impressive month for Mundo Sosa. 22 games in that month of August. He played eight games, eight games across the month of April and March. Months of April and March, excuse me. Just the first month of the year and a little bit of spring training. And 21, 23, 17, 22, and 22 games in each month following that, respectively. Lowest amount came in July, uh, had his worst month in the month of July. But I'm not trying to dismiss what Amundo Sosa has done because when you talk about this shortstop option, the shortstop discussion, you have to talk about Paul DeYoung and Mundo Sosa. You can't just go straight to Trevor Story. As much as I love talking about Trevor Story and think that Trevor Story would be a nice fit for St. Louis, there's more to the discussion. So we've talked about Paul DeYoung. We've talked about Mundo Sosa. Let's compare the two stat by stat right now. We're going to take a quick break, and that's what we're going to do on the other side of the break. We're going to look at the two together at the same time. Take a quick break and come back and talk about that. It is the new year. Just over a weekend. Just under a weekend, excuse me. And that means New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, you're still following your New Year's resolutions, whether it's about getting fit, eating healthier. If it is eating fit or getting getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to imp- include a Built Bar in that plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I might even argue it tastes better than a candy bar. You want to eat healthy. It just gets so boring. And sometimes by week three, you're thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? I want a candy bar. I encourage you to go for a Built Bar instead. They're covered 100% in chocolate, and most Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to an average candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs, and no protein. So even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. So my, my mouth is watering right now. So I'm telling you, go to Built.com, look at the flavors. You've got so many to choose from, coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, so much more. Built.com has new flavors each and every week. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Check out those limited-time flavors as well as the classics and get yourself some Built Bars today. Paul DeYoung versus Amundo Sosa. Paul DeYoung is somebody that has had some great moments as a Cardinal. 
The top one to me comes against the mass- during the massacre at Wrigley. It was a Saturday game. Paul DeYoung was the one that hit the ball out, went back-to-back with the IDA Molina off of Craig Kimbrell. As John Rooney said, Craig Kimbrell was throwing batting practice, and Paul DeYoung did not miss. Had some great moments in New York. Paul DeYoung in City Field is something ridiculous. It's one of those baseball stats that you really can't explain even even for the, for the life of it. There's no rhyme or reason. But when you look at, at Paul DeYoung's splits, and when you look at his splits against, uh, well, first of all, look up against the New York Mets, he's got a 347 batting average in 25 games. He's got 10 home runs against them. That's 17 runs driven in. An OPS of 1,000 thanks to a 765 slugging percentage. And then you, you take a step further. You go to City Field. He's got 12 games there. He's got six of the ten home runs against the Mets come in that ballpark. A slugging percentage of 681. So, it's, again, one of those splits that doesn't make any sense. And I, Whenever I talk about Paul DeYoung, I feel like I always end up talking about his numbers against the Mets because they're just that crazy. Anyways, let's, let's get a little bit more into more, um, not real, but because those are real numbers, but more meaningful numbers. Paul DeYoung versus Amundo Sosa in 2021. Paul DeYoung, age 27 season. Amundo Sosa, age 25 season. They both played 113 games. Mundo Sosa had a significant amount less at-bats. He had 288 at-bats compared to Paul DeYoung's 356. Paul DeYoung had more plate appearances, obviously, 402 to Sosa's 326. But Mundo Sosa had a higher batting average, 271 to 197, a higher on-base percentage, 346 to 284. Slugging percentage was about the same. Mundo Sosa had a 389, and Paul DeYoung had a 390. Edmundo Sosa had a higher OPS at 735 compared to Paul DeYoung's 674. Total OPS plus for Paul DeYoung, 86. Total OPS plus for Edmundo Sosa, 106. Offensive war, according to baseball reference, Edmundo Sosa 2.1, Paul DeYoung 1.0. Even the defensive war, according to baseball reference, Edmundo Sosa 1.5, defensive war 1.1. Mundo Sosa had 78 hits and 288 plate appearances. Paul Young had 70 hits and 356 at-bats. I misspoke. Sosa had 288 at-bats. So Sosa, 78 for 288. And Paul Young 70 for 356. Mundo Sosa had just two less doubles than him. Three more triples, but to Sosa's credit and to defend Paul Young, Mundo Sosa is plainly faster than Paul Young, and that's okay. Yes, Paul Young had 19 home runs, which in part aided his 45 RBI. It was just an impressive season for Mundo Sosa. And when you look at these statistical categories, Sosa had a better season. Yes, Sosa had a lower home run percentage. Paul Young was hitting a home run 4.7% of the time compared to Sosa's 1.8. But Sosa was also striking out at 19.3% of the time, and Paul Young striking out at 25% of the time. Paul Young was striking out every three and a half at bats. Mundo Sosa was striking out every four and a half at bats. Mundo Sosa just, by the numbers, had a better season than Paul DeYoung. And when you're looking at what the 2022 shortstop position is going to look like for the St. Louis Cardinals, it's hard for me to say Paul DeYoung is going to be the starting shortstop when you look at the numbers and what these two bring to the table. Because, yeah, Paul DeYoung has a little bit more power. 
but the Mundo Sosa has a little bit more contact, a little bit more speed, maybe a little bit more of a, a of an ability to do wild things on a baseball field. And Mundo Sosa came in and replaced Paul DeYoung nicely. And again, this might just be me trying to keep everything fair and nice and handy dandy, but Mundo Sosa deserves a shot at the starting shortstop position. I don't think whenever spring training does happen this season, I don't think that day one you can give the job to Paul DeYoung. I also don't think day one you can give the job to Mundo Sosa. And that's because of the contract. I talked about it a little bit, but Paul DeYoung has two seasons remaining on his contract, including 2022, guaranteed. $6 million in 2022, $9 million in 2023. In 2021, he was paid $4 million. So you got that production for $4 million. And according to salarysport.com, Emundo Sosa in 2021 earned $575,000. if you want to get exact. But for easy sake, $575,000. And you got more production for that than you did in your $4 million that you paid to Paul DeYoung, and that's according to SpotTrack. Makes you wonder, return on investment. What are you getting for what you're paying? Paul DeYoung's contract at six years, $26 million. Didn't seem like that bad of a contract when he first signed it in 2018. Especially since it was backloaded. You were paying him only $1 million in 2018, million and a half, 1.5 in 2019, and 1.5 in 2020. So they didn't seem, it was, wasn't a terrible contract. But yet another one that might have been signed too soon. So the contract comes in as to, it's hard to say you're going to pay a player $6 million, including a $166,000 signing bonus. You're going to pay a player $6 million to sit on the bench. That's hard to do. That, that, that's hard to justify. And I'm also not trying to say that just because Paul DeYoung has this contract and just because Paul DeYoung has this service time that he ha- has been able to get paid, that you should have to reward him and have to punish him Mundo Sosa. But you're definitely not going to pay somebody $9 million to sit unless you've got the best shortstop in all the baseball as the other option, which the Cardinals do not. But I'll tell you what, that contract makes this a tough decision. It really, really does. I know Some of you might say, don't worry about the contract, play the better player, and I wish it worked that way. I really wish it worked that way. Because then that discussion becomes a little bit more simpler. Then you just look at the numbers and you probably do play at Mundo Sosa. But that contract makes it tough for Paul DeYoung to sit. And then you throw in the fact that Trevor Story is on the free agent market and his old buddy Nolan Arenado is being in your third base right, position right now. And a lot of people want you to bring him to St. Louis. And I think Trevor Story will be a fine addition to St. Louis. But then you've got three shortstops on the roster and you're investing a large amount of your money into one position and one of those players won't even be playing. There is also the route you could go of putting Paul DeYoung at the DH position and having Amundo Sosa play shortstop full-time. There, that, That's an option. That's an option. But the contract does play a factor in this. That is a variable in this equation when you're trying to figure everything out. 100%, no doubt about it, the contract plays a role. John Mozellek has already said, as I talked about on Wednesday's episode with R.M. Layton, that Paul DeYoung is going to be going to get the first shot at the starting shortstop position. 
He also said that about Matt Carpenter in third base days before he traded for Nolan Arenado. Take it for what it's worth. I just really, 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 really am intrigued to see where this shortstop goes. Where, 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 we, where we go from here with the shortstop position in the St. Louis Cardinals. Because there's a couple more variables to talk about. I'll talk about bringing in Trevor Story. I'll talk about the contract situation. I'll talk about Amundo Sosa. I'll talk about the DH. I'll expand on those thoughts a little bit more to wrap up the show. And then we'll get out of here and have you enjoy your weekend. So I'll take a quick break, and I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Because Bet Online wants to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march towards the playoffs and beyond in our sports. Bet Online is the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. There's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You can check out the new and updated desktop and mobile website and get 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N Locked On to get started. Whether it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager in all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. But we don't really know when the lockout will end. It's, it's showing very, very, very little promise so far to start the new year, which is unfortunate. I thought that the new year would bring new hope, but so far it has not. And we, we, we seem to still be at a standstill. And it's, it's unfortunate because th- there's a lot of things that really need to move, in my opinion, for a lot of different teams, especially the St. Louis Cardinals. One of those things that that could be moving, that could have the opportunity to move, is the shortstop position. Because when you look at strictly numbers, Trevor Story in his age 28 season, so age 28, Trevor Story is older than any of the other shortstops we've talked about today. But he had a 251 batting average, higher than Paul DeYoung, a 329 on base, higher than Paul DeYoung, a 471 slugging, higher than Paul DeYoung and Edmundo Sosa, and an 801 OPS, also highest among the three. All those numbers are for 2021. Also had 25, 24 home runs. That's the most of any of these three. And 75 runs driven in. You also throw in the fact that he stole 20 bags, 20 stolen bases. He was a 2020 guy. You also throw in the fact that he had 34 doubles, 132 hits. Now, granted, Minnesota was forced limited playing time early on and was a replacement player. Paul DeYoung was hurt. Trevor Story played 142 games in 2021. Trevor Story is somebody that the Cardinals, in my opinion, should not gloss over. They should not gloss over because Trevor Story, by the numbers, had a better 2021 than either one of these two gentlemen. Yes, a lower batting average and lower on base, but the slugging percentage difference of 80 points, 80-some-odd points, give or take two or three, had home run difference, the stolen base differences. OPS Plus was just about even between Sosa and Story. Sosa at 106 and Story at 103. Yes, you've got money to spend in the bullpen, and some could argue at the starting rotation, but you've got money to spend on arms, and I agree that money needs to be spent on those arms, first and foremost. But That does not mean glossing over Trevor Story. And Trevor Story's price tag went up the minute Marcus Simeon, and the minute Corey Seager signed. 
Javier Baez a little bit, but Corey Seager and Marcus Seaman getting those those mega contracts just absolutely increased the market for Trevor Story. And unlike Nolan Arenado, it's not like Trevor Story had a down 2020 or 2019. Trevor Story led the league in triples and stolen bases in 2020. Hit 289, had a slugging percentage of 519 last year. He had 35 home runs in 2019, 37 home runs in 2018. Yeah, he strikes out a little bit. 100, excuse me, 139 strikeouts last year in 149 games. But that's way down from 191 strikeouts in 2017 in 145 games. So you have the improvement over the course of his career. And yes, always with any Colorado Rocky, you have the question of the course effect. Well, where's home and road splits? In 2021, at home, 296, 365, 515 was the slash line, 880 OPS, 11 home runs. On the road, 203, 292, 426 the slash line, 717 the OPS, 13 home runs. So yes, the batting average and the on-base dipped way down. And there's no doubt the numbers were worse on the road. For the most part. Because he still had more home runs on the road than he did at home. He had just six less doubles. Stole the same amount of bags. Had a very, like I said, similar slugging, or similar home run totals as I mentioned. Excuse me, not slugging. 71 games, 71 games. And over the course of his career, the numbers are drastic. Yes, I'm not saying Trevor Story is going to be a Nolan Arenado or Matt Holliday or a Larry Walker type story where they go and hit pretty well outside of course Field the year after they leave. I think those three hitters are better hitters overall than Trevor Story. And yes, Nolan Arenado had some career lows in a number of different categories when you exclude 2020 numbers. I understand that. But Nolan Arenado still proved... That he could hit outside of Coors Field for the most part. Struggled like anybody else, but I'm excited for next year to Nolan Arenado. I think the same can be true for Trevor Story. I do. I'm not saying he's going to hit 38 home runs in, with, with St. Louis Cardinals, but I do think it's an intriguing option. The reason that I don't think it's likely to happen is that as I've talked about, the Cardinals need help in the bullpen, especially with losing Luis Garcia. I think the money is going to be spent on the bullpen. It should be. I understand that. Because maybe maybe you're out there thinking, well, yeah, Sosa was good, but I still want Paul DeYoung to start. You're still going to have that option, likely, when a DH comes into play. Because if a DH comes into play, that simplifies this conversation down real quick. Sosa's your shortstop, Tommy Edmund's your second baseman, and Paul DeYoung's your DH. That That's a simple solution. If you are of the state of mind that you want Paul DeYoung to play. If you're not of the state of mind that you want Paul DeYoung to play, maybe the DH complicates things. Because that gives an easy option for Paul DeYoung to play, but you don't want him to play, so that's complicating. <laughs> I think that Nolan Gorman's a good option for the DH. I think the Cardinals could go get a DH and use Paul DeYoung to trade for pitching. But then again, you still got that contract. People might want Paul DeYoung, but do they want Paul DeYoung's contract attached to it? Or maybe even you, you, you trade Mundo Sosa and you start Paul DeYoung. I don't know why you would. That, that, just looking at all the options, that is indeed an option for good, better, or worse. It's an intriguing discussion. The shortstop one is an intriguing one. I, I, I've enjoyed talking about it. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show. As we move in deeper and deeper into this lockout, I think we're day 36. 
37, 38 into this lockout. We'll continue to come up with things to talk about. We're only three episodes a week the, uh, for the for this month, for the month of January. So uh, I know I talked about slacking off a little bit in, in December, but January, three episodes a week. That's what we're doing. Um, so that this will be it for episode two. We'll get an episode out tomorrow as well. Um, so until I talk to you guys the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.